Open up that crystal Pepsi and get comfortable. This is Dope Nostalgia. Welcome everybody to Dope Nostalgia. I'm your host, Naomi. We haven't had our friend Colin Krieger on the show for a very long time. I'm very excited to have him back. And we're going to be talking about a band who's just reunited to do a cruise, two cruises, I believe, this spring with a bunch of other rock stars from that era. We're going to talk about Creed. Here's a little background information on the band. Wikipedia Moments. Please bear in mind that Wikipedia is not to be taken as actual 100% fact. Any donkey could edit it at any time. If I'm reading you the artist's bio, that stuff is real truth. And it's funny because there is no artist bio on their webpage. Their whole webpage, creed.com, is basically an advertisement for the cruise coming up. Two cruises both sold out for 2024. So here's a little bit of their Wikipedia. And I'm going to keep it really short because, honestly, it's a lot to unpack to read the whole thing. Creed is an American rock band from Tallahassee, Florida, formed in 1994. Creed was prominent in the post-grunge movement of the late 90s and early 2000s, releasing three consecutive multi-platinum albums, with their album Human Clay being certified diamond. Creed has sold over 28 million records in the United States and 53 million albums worldwide, and was the ninth best-selling musical act of the 2000s. For most of his existence, the band has consisted of lead vocalist Scott Stapp, guitarist and vocalist Mark Tremonti, bassist Brian Marshall, and drummer Scott Phillips. Creed released two studio albums, My Own Prison in 1997 and Human Clay in 1999, before Marshall left the band in 2000. Human Clay remains one of the best-selling albums of all time and contained the Billboard Hot 100 peaking single With Arms Wide Open which also won a Grammy Award for Best Rock Song. The band's third album, Weathered, was released in 2001 with Tremonti on bass guitar. Creed disbanded in 2004. Stapp pursued a solo career while Tremonti, Marshall, and Phillips founded the band Alter Bridge with Miles Kennedy. Creed reunited in 2009, releasing their fourth album, Full Circle, and performing several tours before separating again in 2012. After an 11-year hiatus, Creed officially reunited in July 2023 and announced that they would be headlining the Summer of 99 Cruise Festival in April 2024. Let's welcome back to the show our good friend, comedian Colin Krieger. Let's talk about Creed. been a long time since our friend colin krieger was here but welcome back colin thank you nomer how are you good good to see you in your britney spears microphone thank you yes uh (laughs) this is i feel like i'm taking orders at at starbucks what can i get started for you Mm. Mm. yeah looks great yeah it's been a long (laughs) time but uh yeah so you know the podcast has kind of slowed down lately and i gotta like kick it up into gear so I was like, you know what? I have so much fun doing these episodes with friends. They're some of the best ones. I like. 
Well, sure. This is fun. It's straight up fun. And I think our listeners appreciate it too. So um, we want to talk about a band today that uh, got a lot of flack. I feel like they're almost like the American Nickelback. I think that's a fair comparison. And of course, we were talking about the mighty Creed. Mm, Creed. And they're relevant again right now because they just got back together for the third time, I think. Is this the third time now? Uh, well, well, they're about to do a cruise. Okay. The Creed cruise? The Creed cruise. With a spectacular lineup going on the cruise with them, too. But they've reunited for that. They have a couple ads out now saying who they're all touring with. Uh, or not touring with, but going on the playing on the cruise with. You got, like, Three Doors Down, Daughtry. Just a bunch of bands that are in the same vein. That yeah. post-grunge sound, right? Right. 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 With a... <laughs> that's what what i was thinking today when 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 i was just saying oh we're gonna do the podcast today and thinking about creed i think that's where they get all the crap for some reason you know you've got scott stapp you've got eddie vetter you've got to to some degree uh uh chad chad kruger mm-hmm. and other and everybody objects to that <laughs> singing style you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of, I don't know what you call that. You know, you know, vocals better than I do, but a lot of throat, a lot of, yeah. I, I, it feels like there's a lot of like air going all around inside the mouth or something, but it's, it's, uh, I don't see the problem with that singing style. I don't find it annoying to listen to. Nor do I. No, I don't the think fu- that's, no. And this is me being an old, like old lady yelling at a cloud, but the the singing style that annoys me now is these kids who do like overpronounce the vowels and they they sing like they have cotton balls in their mouths. What's I an example? Alessia Cara, maybe. Okay. Like the yeah, yeah. I can be like like there's like the way they <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. It's like the vowels are pronounced really weird. Yeah, well, I know it's I'm sort not of alone like on this, but it drives me fucking nuts. Britney used to be like that, though. Britney sounds like she's running through a processor all the time, even when she's not. It's not the same thing. It's not. No. It's not okay. the same thing. But people are really, really, they love to make fun of Scott Stapp's voice. I've seen it happen yes. at karaoke a lot. And even <laughs> yep. Scott Stapp, like, to prepare for today, I instead of doing the usual looking through Wikipedia and reading about the band and all of that kind of thing, I just watched a bunch of YouTube documentaries. Okay. And there's something on there about Scott Stapp where his son and his friend were in the vehicle and they were making fun of how his dad sings because that's how, what other people do. Okay. Scott was like, Scott was like, do I really sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, ha. You know, like, <laughs> <Ooh>, today. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking so, about it. And funny. even there's a lot of people guilty of it. Like, I mean, if you even want to look at Anthony Kiedis to some degree, he kind of mm-hmm. has a bit of that sound. And nobody gives Anthony Kiedis shit for anything. Anthony you know. Kiedis' voice is, oh, I hate it. I don't <laughs> think it's great. Anthony Kiedis, and they, 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 no one gives him hell for that. And he's not the best vocalist in the world, but he's fine for his style. And yeah, I don't know. Scott Staff, for some reason, takes a lot of shit. Eddie Vedder, nobody gives Eddie Vedder any shit about his vocal style. It's very distinctive and it's very similar, I think. I feel like Eddie Vedder's more revered. Yeah. Then nobody makes fun of Eddie Vedder. No. No. Because no. he ushered I, in a movement and all of that with along with Nirvana and Soundgarden and everybody. So like right. I think he gets respected. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of the hate on Creed has to do with 
how arrogant they came across. Not the rest of the band, but Scott came across as very arrogant, very full of himself, and people felt like they were being preached at. Probably. Yeah, and he was kind of a, when they got big, he turned into kind of a prick. Mm. And then he was, by his own admission, he was a pretty bad alcoholic, and that never goes well for acting in public. And uh, yeah, I think... Well, really, I mean, Creed is Scott Stapp. Name another member of Creed. Mark Tremonti. Oh, okay. Well, you're right. But he's I wouldn't a very, that... very famous guitar player in his own right. He is. Now that you mentioned the name, yeah, he he's working with uh, Wolf Gang Van Halen and stuff now, yeah. <laughs> he is. Yeah. 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 But, Wolf yeah, Van no. Halen, by the way, going off on a tangent here. Wolf Van Halen, he's pretty impressive, huh? I like I him. I haven't seen much of these done. His band's called Mammoth, right? Uh, Mammoth uh, WVH, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think I saw the song that he put out shortly after his dad died that was like a compilation video of moments with his dad. Yes. So that yeah. was super cool. Yeah. And his solo stuff, I don't really dig his solo stuff all that much, but what, what really impressed me is he played the Taylor Hawkins tribute and mm -hmm. he can shred like his dad. Like, did he play guitar? He or, did. Or he played, no, he yeah. played guitar and he played hot for teacher, note for note. Perfect. Yeah. Hey, man. It was really cool honestly very cool but that's not surprising no <laughs> you no. know he's exposed to it his whole entire life but i think that's wonderful and yeah i, I like how so sassy he is especially on social media he doesn't put up with sure. any shit no Wolfgang. no no and the one and the people want to say ah oh, you're not you're not like your dad you're not like your dad. that guy's a talented musician so he's not exactly eddie van halen and he's 25 okay give him yeah. another 10 years yeah and honestly why would why would people fucking say that to him anyway? That's fucking rude. Yeah. Plus, like, yeah. maybe he doesn't want to be like exactly like his dad, right? He wants yeah. to be himself. Well, but, yeah, it's uh, rude. Have you seen the internet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, that being said, he came across kind of arrogant, which kind of leads to the whole thing where it's disputed. And most people think Creed was a Christian band. But. Yes. The rest of the guys weren't. They weren't about spreading a Christian message. Scott, I don't even think Scott was trying to spread a message. I think he was just writing out the things he had dealt with in his life and his relationship with God and the fact that his stepfather was a pastor who was very abusive to him. That I didn't know. Yeah. That I didn't know. But the, again, with even with that, okay, so you know he's got the Christian message and that sort of thing. And then he gets caught He's got, there's film of him with Kid Rock on Kid Rock's bus getting a blowjob. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I find it hard to take your religiosity seriously. And he situation. realized that too. He realized that his behavior wasn't doing him any favors and it, uh, it wasn't setting out the message that his music did. And he was right. contradicting himself. And I think he's figured that out now. Yeah. But at the time, oh man, his addiction was so bad that did you see the clips from him on that casino show that was hosted by uh, Howard Stern's wife, Beth? Uh, uh, not specifically that. I've seen drunk clips of him, but not not the one you're talking about. No. Oh, and he was filming all this stuff on his social media that was crazy, saying stuff like, ISIS, the root of ISIS is within my own family. Call me now to uh, to find out more. Like shit like that. Wow. Like he'd come right <laughs> wow. off his rocker with the drugs and stuff. Oh, boy. I thought he was just a drinker. Was he? Did he have a drug problem also? Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it was prescription drugs because of like painkillers and shit. I think that's what oh, right. I think that was the road it was for him. Was it a guy? I thought it was a guy, a guy from Creed. They were on tour and he went and robbed a pharmacy for opiates. Was that a guy from Creed or was that somebody else? <laughs> Not that I know of. Okay, that was somebody else then. But it was about, no, it was a guy from Disturbed, I think, maybe. But something like oh. a Creed or Disturbed or something of that lineage there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, anyway, yeah. but but yeah, like the the lyrics that he was writing were the, what made people think that it was a Christian message, and that's why people thought he was like looking down at other people preaching at them. But I don't think it was a sure. preaching thing. I think it was him just right. What what do we do as songwriters? We write out our thoughts and our feelings and the things we've gone through. Sure, and I think that's he was just kind of putting himself into like a diary, a musical diary, a journal. Right. No, that makes that makes sense. And if it's if if that's something that's very central to to who you are, yeah, you're going to write about it. Mm-hmm. I see, and I was under the impression until right now too. I thought I thought Creed was a was a was a not a religious band, but that was part of their part of their deal. But it was just him. Okay, well that makes sense, I suppose. He was kind yeah. of a he, he was just kind of a douchebag a little bit for there for a while. I don't know how he is now, but um, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna. Ex- uh expand on what you just said but uh here's something that was in in actual wikipedia according to something in the washington post in 1999 the biblical imagery of singer scott Stapp's lyric scott creed typed as a christian rock by early listeners and the band's denial of any religious objective has unsettled some of its more fervent fans we are not a christian band Stapp insists on the band's website a christian band has an agenda to lead others to believe in their specific religious beliefs we have no agenda all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Have you ever seen Creed? No, have you? I have seen Creed. How did you uh, get into them in the first place? Uh, well, they were everywhere. I was working radio those days. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, Creed was everywhere. Uh, when I worked at a rock station, we played a lot of Creed. And then I went over to the pop station and we played a lot of Creed. And that's how I got tickets because I got free tickets to everything in those days and um it was at the coliseum back when i think it was Uh, to the coliseum then even and uh, yeah cement down the northeast right (laughs) and i remember we were i was on the floor i don't know if it was general admission or not but it was on the floor and i went with a friend who was kind of into creed but not really but we got free tickets so she came with me Mm -hmm. and and, um She, halfway through the show she turned to me and she said he's not very good eh <laughs> yeah oh his pitch but, was terrible his oh. pitch was terrible but, but was it vince neil terrible nothing no is. well i mean what is vince neil terrible <laughs> but uh, I, okay i always i always go off on that sorry speaking of speaking of of vince neil though i was gonna I, was, I looked that up or saw that today coincidentally there's a rumor out there, and I can't tell if there's any validity to it or not, that Vince, of course, can't sing anymore. Motley Crue is going to do some new stuff. So oh, they're going to use an, a- an AI voice, and Scott Stapp is going to sing for Vince with AI substituting Vince's voice in there. So, so Scott Stapp's going to be the singer of Motley Crue, but not, it's going to be, it's, his singing is going to turn into the sound of Vince's voice? Exactly. What? This is that I know. So I don't know if this is true or not, but I, there's a couple, I, I found it more than one place. And one place I saw it was not completely crazy. So yeah, I don't know. 
this AI thing is really starting to scare the shit out of me because you, yeah. can, you can end up making videos of people doing stuff that they it's not even them doing it. That's what worries like, me, man. You yeah. don't even know if I'm the one talking to you right now. That's right? that's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's scary. Well, did you did you see when AI when Chat uh, GPT first came out, somebody did pictures of of Donald Trump, quote unquote, resisting arrest, and if you wouldn't have known mm. that it was ridiculous for certain reasons, like if you would have just came in cold and saw those pictures, there's no reason you wouldn't believe that that happened. Like mm. they were perfect. They yeah. were perfect. But they weren't so, real. They weren't real. And then yeah. it's going to be like, is there going to be a way that we can determine what's real and what's not anymore? Is, like, is there a way to edit or like, like analyze the videos and photos that we're getting to see if they're real or fake? I think there's, they're going to have to mm -hmm. figure something like that out because yeah, if you can't believe pictures anymore and you can't believe audio anymore and you can't, you know, how long until they have something with, with uh, holograms or whatever that you can't believe what you see anymore. Right. Holy shit. I want to yeah. just get that bunker ready. I want to go live <laughs> on a mountain. <laughs> yeah. I watched all six seasons this summer. I watched all six seasons of black mirror. So yeah. So I'm, I'm ready for all that stuff. So. <laughs> have you seen black mirror? No, I have not. Black mirror is, is all completely the whole series is about like AI and, and future and how technology gets people in trouble and all these, <laughs> some people have eye implants now, anyway. And uh, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty, pretty freaky. I love these types of TV shows and movies. I just don't want it in my real life. That's no. all I'm saying. Yes, exactly. No, I, I, sometimes I really long for the old days when the phone was attached to the wall, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah. And you take pictures and you'd, you'd wait a week for them to come back and, you know, half of them would have your eyes shut and stuff. I don't know. Oh, man, this... I wanted those like one hour photo places or I would That's die. Right. I just couldn't wait, <laughs> you know, and then there's like you took 24 pictures and three of them turned out good. That's right. Yeah. Well, I was small town Alberta, so we had to send out pictures. So there was no one hour photo. There was like two week photo. Like, oh. yeah. So you take them to the, the drugstore and the drugstore would send them out and literally i think the, the idea you get it back is yeah exactly it was idea pharmacy yeah exactly yeah i guess the idea and gibbons you could send away photos too but we live close enough to the city that we just do them in the city oh yeah while we'd be in town no i live <laughs> in the sticks but yeah, uh, I, I, that I, anticipation of getting your pictures back was great oh that's right yeah i had pictures uh when my dad took me to see wrestling, took me to WWF yeah. and he got a great picture of Hulk Hogan doing the, the you know, the, <laughs> the big post. And, but the film was off somehow in the camera, like it was half a frame off. So it was like cut in half. So the mm -hmm. best picture I would have had in my whole life and it got wrecked. And if it would have had an iPhone, we would have just took 47 pictures and would have been fine. Pick the best one. That's right. <laughs> or five. Do the rapid burst or whatever they call it. Yeah. Mm. yeah but you know, anyway a lot of people don't a lot of people don't like they think that you're not enjoying the concert if you're filming or taking pictures but i'm i don't subscribe to that i actually still enjoy the concert while i'm doing doing that but i'm also watching it with my own eyes and not watching it through the through the camera unless i have really shitty seats then yeah. watching it through the video actually helps me see it better it's actually not as bad no that's right yeah. Well, I see, and I'm I'm a little from column A, a little from column B. I'm not much of a picture taker. I do like to take some, but mm -hmm. I 
I got to put the camera down or I got to put the, the phone down for a bit because I'll yeah. get sucked into it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So, but it's fun. Or uh, Instagram live from a concert. I've done that. But the only thing is when you do that, the video quality is shit. Oh, is that right? I'd rather, I'd rather just film the actual video like and then on post the phone it. and then post it because then it looks yeah. proper and nice. So, yeah. Yeah. I recently upgraded to an iPhone 14 and oh, holy yeah. hell. The like it's just like a TV camera. It's amazing. Wow. The best camera I've ever had in my life, phone or otherwise. Yeah. Really yeah, super there's... good. And it's got the three I the three thing on it. Yeah. Oh, let's see how many we got. I've got the Samsung Ultra. Oh, you got more than me. There, it's I got. A, it's uh, a Samsung. Right, but that's more more lenses. I got three lenses and a light and a thing. But so. you know what? It's it's just great. It's great stuff. I'm gonna get it's some great good, stuff. Good photos and videos from the cruise for everybody. And our YouTube's blown up because really? of the shit I filmed uh, on down in the states. I've gotten oh. some view. One of my videos has over a hundred thousand views. Holy hell! Well, I need yeah. to check that out. What's the? Well, it's what's Dope Nostalgia podcast on YouTube. Dope oh, okay. I didn't know what that that or your personal one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's I don't need to write that down. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, it's it's been great. Anyways, back back to the topic. Um, right for straying. So I don't know. I I never really was like. I've always been kind of indifferent about Creed. I like some of their songs. But I've hmm. never been like really huge into them. I've never like had the urge to want to go see them live or anything. Mm -hmm. um, but they have great songs uh, and their musicianship is wonderful. And I don't, uh, I don't, I don't like when people diss their music because I think it's really good. I, my favorite song is that by them is that um, <laughs> I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, that's uh, maybe one last, six feet. Yeah, one last breath. One yeah. last breath. I think that was on their. Third album, Weathered. He's so far down. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. sing like that. I have to. So they put out the yeah. first album on a six thousand dollar budget that someone's uncle gave them to record. Mm -hmm. My own. Cousin. As well, I mean, that's not a bad. That's not a bad budget for a. I mean, in those days, especially. But I guess recording was more expensive than actually, right? Because you had to actually have. You couldn't do it. You actually had to go to a studio and pay. yeah, you actually had to go to a studio. You'd, and now, I mean, I think you could make a great album for six grand. Mm -hmm. You know, not that that album wasn't great, but still, like, I think that you would know more. You're more well versed in this than I am, but I think that a lot of young bands do it in their bedroom, and it sounds pretty damn good. You, you know, I mean, I you could do that for six grand. You could just use it to six grand to like rent equipment if you needed to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I took audio production in 1996, 1997 and the, how labor intensive it used to be. Oh my God. And for a, a, a product that didn't sound half as good as what people can do in their spare are you bedroom, talking about? You know? Are you talking about the analog or digital recording? Uh, well, it was analog. I learned on analog and then I, I got a, a bit of digital also, but I, initially I learned audio production analog style. And That's cool that you got to learn the OG way of doing things, even though like we learned about it, but not how to do it. So ah. We learned it. We learned digital only. But but it was we had one class with with the guy who just wanted to tell us about how analog was done and how important it was. Sure. He doesn't. I, there's, analog junkies don't want to forget analog, you know. 
No. And I, I, and I, my ears aren't good enough to tell the difference. Honestly. I mean, I've bashed my ears. Every job I've had has been really tough on my ears and I can't hear well enough to tell the difference now, Mm. you know, but, uh, like we have a, a friend in common who, who loves the analog stuff. And, uh, I know a few people like and I have a, a couple of friends that like vinyl. Oh, they love vinyl. Mm-hmm. And that's great. But all the pops and the hiss and the BS, I don't think that's worth it for, for whatever warmth there is to it. Well, and I'm wondering if you buy vinyl, you collect vinyl now of new albums that were, if the album was recorded and mastered in digital and you put it on vinyl, it's not technically analog. I think it's still going to sound digital. That would stand to reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm a big fan of digital Mm -hmm. and as a, as a, a a DJ, uh, when MP3 came out, the, the old time crew always, ah, MP3s sound terrible. Ah, that's awesome. You're awful. (laughs) No way, man. I don't have to haul around 600 CDs that get scratched and lost and misfiled and are 200 pounds. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't think MP3s sound all that bad. For the average person, especially in an no. environment where the, the acoustics are not very good anyway, like I don't oh, think yeah, it yeah. makes that much of a difference. It doesn't make but... any difference in those environments. The only time I would really care is if I'm sitting there with a set of headphones on or in a room where it's like you're just trying to listen to the music. Yeah. But uh, yeah, sure. Other than that, it doesn't really matter. I don't um, think so. So they recorded it $6,000 budget and then it ended up they, the band selling it on their own because it would become quite popular locally um, in Tallahassee where they started from. And uh, so they were selling the CDs individually. They sold 6,000 records. Then a record company came along and uh, picked them up. The name of the company was... It's not saying right here. I don't have everything in- written down. Oh, Wind Up Records. <laughs> Okay. Wind Up Records in 1997 heard the album and then wanted to sign the band. So they did. And uh, because she thought this band sounds like an arena band. So then they remastered the recordings and put it out and holy well, shit. They, they had a big, they had a big sound. I mean, they really did have a big sound. And I think Creed did well because they were heavy but accessible you know like mm-hmm. a band like pantera is too much for a, a sort of a, a pop fan whereas creed is crunchy and it's heavy but it's not too it's not too metal you know yeah. i think that's where they did well yeah. i think that's one of the reasons that people pick on nickelback is they feel like they're just too perfect kind of like they're just too um polished they're yeah they're just too yeah too polished and too pop sensibility mm-hmm. so i think that's i think that's where where a lot of those bands get shit that they don't people, deserve people forget that when nickelback came out with their very first couple albums they were hugely popular like people loved them they would go yeah. see them at like stage 13 and all these like before they hit international fame and before yeah. silver side up came out people yep all they did was talk about how good nickelback was yeah 
so then then so i guess when silver side up came out he kind of changed his lyrical style of writing from more of a from metaphoric to more literal lyrics and people were kind of like i think they were turned off by it yeah i could see how that would happen how the how the 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 more purist fans would would do that when i was in school when i was at nate we used to play a nickelback song i think it was called debaser and it was uh it was different than the you're you're right it was di- it was a different sound than what they eventually came up with but in those days too yeah no they they were playing the rev in those days and mm. i remember seeing nickelback at the rev just coincidentally like we just went that night and oh nickelback is for here our, and it was for like for our international listeners that's like a little club yeah, the Rev is is a little brick club that what do you put Finn and Red? Three hundred people, maybe? I don't know. Not even. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> we ended up at the Rev. Mm-hmm. And uh Nickelback was on and I think it was like eight bucks to get in or something. And mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And who knew that they were gonna be huge like that? Yeah. So From I think there's school. a lot of um parallels between the two bands, Creed and Nickelback. Yeah. I think that's true. I think that's true. I was, actually, I was just thinking that this morning was uh, they, they take they, they take crap for the same thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm always wondering who were the people spewing that crap and what makes whatever they like any better. <laughs> I, uh, I think yeah, I think it right. becomes a popular or a popular thing to do to make fun of something. It doesn't even necessarily mean you don't like it. You just know that if you are if you you think that if you do like it publicly, people will make fun of you. <laughs> that's right yeah well and it's the same sort of thing where like if somebody who's a real fan of something they don't like the singles no the album tracks man <laughs> the, the hidden say, tra- as a hardcore bon jovi fan i'm gonna say i don't care if i ever hear wanted dead or alive again i Fair enough. don't care but they have <laughs> such great album tracks and b-sides okay. it's fucking ridiculous that those songs did not become hits Sure, but now the, the 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 point of it is not that you're too cool to like the singles. It's like you just that you like the whole catalog. I like the whole catalog, and I've heard yeah. the singles so many times that I I easily That's get it. tired yes. of things that are, get overplayed. That's for sure. Much it. <laughs> yeah, no, like I love Alice in Chains, but I don't need to hear Rooster ever again. No, I I understand that. Oh yeah, they got way better tracks, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Even Post Lane. Uh, even with the new singer, they've got some good tracks. See, I haven't heard a lot of the new stuff. I'm not. I'm not up on the new stuff. But I like when I mean, the ju- album title, uh, "The Devil Put Dinosaurs Here." <laughs> wait, wait. When did that come out? What year did that come out? Uh, I can't tell you off the top of my head. I'm going to say it's maybe ten years old. Okay. Yeah. No, I haven't. I haven't kept up on it since they've had the the new singer. But Dirt. I mean, I've listened listen to dirt dirt is one of those albums you can listen to front to back yep and yeah i've listened to that hundreds of times it's perfection of times. perfection it is, is perfection. and that's i that's i i didn't even know anything about alice in chains until i saw guns and roses in 93 and during their intermission brian may opened an intermission they played alice in chains and mm-hmm. i hunted for that i did not know what it was but when i found it that was man. That was home. That was a good. Uh, that was a good find. No anyway, doubt. enough of my enough of my personal journey into Alice in Chains. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind-the-scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Oh, hi, it's Zach Peter, your new favorite pop culture guru, serving you the hottest tea three times a week. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, unfiltered convos with your favorite stars, and of course, the latest from Vanderpump Land, I've got you covered. And new episodes of the podcast are now available in video on Spotify. And they don't just let anybody do video, but this platinum blonde has won them over. So if you want the latest news from the ultimate tea spilling professional, tune in to No Filter with Zach Peter. That's No Filter with Zach Peter on your favorite podcast app now. Do you know how to use one of these? GoldenEye. Load a rumble pack and see how it feels when 007 meets M64. becomes huge off the first album my own prison like unheard of for a first album how big that that it got and you know the bigger you get the harder you fall or the people want to tear you down right but the second album the sophomore effort was uh human clay that came out in 99 yes that thing blew up way bigger what was the what were the singles off of human clay higher high oh well of course higher would be the creed song if more, that's what most people know. With arms wide open. Uh, okay, no, sorry, I was wrong. I think that's, that's the uh, biggest one. That's I think the, biggest the biggest one because it's the most accessible of all the songs. Um, yeah. What if I like? What if? 
What if I don't remember what if. What if, what if by? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Are You Ready was on that one, too. That I, I liked Are You Ready. I think that's a great one. It's a really good, good album, I thought. Um, So that album sold over 10 million copies and reached diamond status. Um, It's one of the most successful hard rock albums of all time. Of all time. Of all time. Like Kanye West all time. Wow. (laughs) That's, I would not have guessed that if that, that, that Creed was in, in any discussion of all time status. I knew they were big, but I didn't realize how big they were while it was happening. I think, yeah, I think it was like, I kind of thought of them as much as I thought about Matchbox 20. They're just there all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Audio wallpaper. Yeah. They're just always there. Yeah. 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 Because when I went to see Matchbox 20, I was like, holy shit. I know every fucking song they're playing. Yeah. They owned the radio. Absolutely. They did. Uh, And like Collective Soul did kind of the same thing. Not as much, but, but there were a couple bands in that period. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They really did. Um, So that's about the time I think where things started to fall apart with like drugs and alcohol. And, um, one of the band members left. I think he was temporarily replaced. I got it. I feel like an asshole because I don't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> but then they recorded Weathered as a three piece. Tremonte played the bass on the record instead of, oh, it was Marshall. His last name's Marshall. Okay. He was the bass player. He was going through alcoholism and so he went into rehab. Um, the public initially thought he was let go because he criticized Eddie Vedder in a radio interview, claiming claiming that Scott <laughs> Staff is a better songwriter and criticized Pearl Jam's recent albums for having songs without hooks. But that is not what happened. He had gone to rehab. Then they apologized on Brian's behalf if he offended anybody. <laughs> okay, so that's what happened there. And then they did the third album, Weathered, as a three-piece. Um, those that's the where my sacrifice came from was weathered, but it's that funny song was I, big. I felt like my sacrifice was way earlier, but it wasn't. It was the third album. It feels like it was way earlier. That feels first album, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the singles, what year was that? What year was weathered? Two thousand one. Okay, end of two thousand one. Um, okay. So the other songs that were on there were that came out that were singles were bullets. I don't remember that one. One last breath. Hide. Don't stop dancing. I remember that. I didn't like that one. Yeah. I didn't really Bullets. like that one either. No. No. Don't stop dancing. I cannot imitate. Yeah, I cannot imitate Creed without doing a her. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I kind of like to do it too. I don't know. Well, I, you and I both host karaoke, and that's kind of the impression most people do when they do a Creed song. They do. They sing exactly like that. <laughs> So the ca- the catalyst. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, that was I. I, I had nothing. Mm. I, I had nothing that was going to add to the discussion there. The catalyst that started Scott's addiction problem was uh, he was driving to the set of the uh, video for One Last Breath, and he got rear-ended in a car crash, pretty bad. Mm. So okay. he suffered a concussion and vertebrae damage, and then mm. pain medication addiction. Oh yes, the alcohol. Yeah. And then, yeah, then they that'll, all like really couldn't work with him. They couldn't work with him anymore. He was so intoxicated and or medicated that he was unable to sing the lyrics of a single Creed song. 
it got to the point where the fans sued the band for a bad concert. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a class action suit because it was so bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they can do that, Vince Neil better watch out. I don't know. (laughs) I want to go to Motley Crue and sue. I should sue for last year's show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't go to that, that show you did, but I've, I've seen a lot of stuff online and, uh, is it as bad live as it is on online? Luckily, you can hear a lot of the other instruments more than you can hear him singing, which is nice. Oh, well, so. and then there's a, I mean, I know this isn't the, the Motley Crue episode, but but speaking of that, have you seen uh, the allegations of the, the lip syncing and stuff and the, the backing tracks? Oh, for Crue? Yeah. Okay. I sent you that video. Was it a, yes today or yesterday uh, and it was a crew video from tiktok and they were saying that uh not only did vince sound like like a little weaselly whining pig but like <laughs> i shouldn't say that he sounded winded and we he, he wasn't making out words and yeah. then they showed that they pan over to nikki six and they accuse him of lip syncing mm-hmm. yeah well i, I mean lip syncing out of that I did not get it. Anyway, but I have seen things like that. And the one I was going to talk to you about is they have um, they have footage of Nikki Six, and he's he's adjusting his in ear monitors while he's playing bass. Like his hands are at his ears, and it's so he's bass syncing. He's bass syncing. Yeah, and that's Mick Mars has made that allegation too. Mick Mars says Nikki Six has played bass the whole tour. I believe it. Yeah. I'm surprised. Mick, he must have left on bad terms to be saying things like, like that in public. Ter- well, terrible terms. You're, you're, you're obviously not up on it because there's bad terms. Yeah. You should look it up because there's, there's lawsuits in the whole bit because they were going to screw him out of, of uh, his, his quarter of the band and they were going to drop him down to 5%. And he said, no, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And they kicked him out because they said, well, he's not playing properly. And they had video of Mick totally screwing up his parts. Uh, they had a couple videos of that. So uh, there's a there's a big uh, yeah there's Whatever. there's a lot like to the be rest had of them that. don't fuck up their parts. Oh come no, on, that's right. Vince is fucking terrible. Like Vince has got to be the worst singer in rock at this point. Yeah. Like it's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. Yeah, and that's the reason I think why Vince can't. I'm not going to sugarcoat it to be nice. It's fucking bad, and he should stop. Yeah, no, it's it's bad. And that's why Vince can't lip sync now, I, I think, is because he can't go from this to good because everybody would say, no, no, absolutely not. He's got to be lip syncing. Because mm. <laughs> like you said, it's not just like, eh, he's not as good as he used to be. He's terrible. Yeah. He's not even like bad karaoke. He's like <laughs> terrible karaoke. Nice. And he's every third word. <laughs> <laughs> okay so <laughs> you don't want to hear more of that come on no i'd like to go back to the creed band all right okay <laughs> so so this amazing thing happened when creed broke up um the three other members that are not scott stapp formed another band with an amazing singer who i consider one of the best singers in rock and roll his name is miles kennedy Miles Kennedy is amazing. And they formed the band Alter Bridge. Yes. Yes. What, what, make up your mind? 
what was the first one called? Not make up your mind. Uh, open your eyes, right? Open your eyes was a big hit for them. Yes. Open your eyes was big. That was when I first became aware of Alter Bridge. Mm-hmm. Alter Bridge is one of my favorite rock bands. I much, much prefer them over Creed. I think they're fantastic. Oh, sure. Well, Miles Kennedy is just such a powerhouse. He's just mm-hmm. such an amazing vocalist. Like he's better than Scott Stapp for sure. Oh man. Yeah. Like I, he also sings, he's fronts two bands. He fronts Alter Bridge and he fronts Slash and the Conspirators. Yeah. So between the two bands, I've seen him with Slash now twice and just blows me away. They're fucking amazing. Um, just he's, his voice soars. There's no one like him. I've, I think he's fantastic. Um, so Alter Bridge's first album came out in 2004 and it was called One Day Remains. Um, so that's the one that had Open Your Eyes. Right. Um, Find the Real and Broken Wings. Those were mm-hmm. the big three off of that one. They've released several yeah. albums since that are really, really good. Um, but yeah, not I'm as commercially successful as Creed, though, not even close. No, but they do have really no. diehard fans and they do like sure. they do very well. They they play they're really hot on the festival circuits and such. That Man. would make sense. Yeah. They should have Alter Bridge play on their cruise as well as Creed, because half the bands more than half the band's already there. Oh, you'd save a lot yeah. of money on that. Just, just get Miles to come. Well, yeah. he's probably the expensive one at this point. <laughs> but I I find it impressive how he balances between the two bands so probably when guns sure. and roses is touring then he's probably doing alter bridge yeah and when slash isn't busy then he probably does the conspirators yeah something like that that would make sense but yeah i mean the guy's just so talented it's just so talented and live he's he's great you know there's a lot of there's a lot of vocalists out there that aren't as good live lots and lots but i think miles kennedy is is Good either way. So at one point, Mark Tremonti referred to Creed as officially in the past. And then he said this in 2006. Okay. Then then in 2009, Creed's website announced that the band had reunited for a new tour and plans for a new album. Then the album came out and it was called Full Circle. Did you remember Full Circle at all? I don't remember Full Circle at all. It came out in 2009. I think that one probably couldn't have sold very well. What what was the single off of that one? Overcome, Rain, and A Thousand Faces. I don't I, think that they were commercially successful, at least not to the been. extent that their previous albums had been. But they went on tour together. Um, they were going to work on a potential fifth album, and then they just hiatused it. I think they just got abandoned. So they said that they're still a band, but they just abandoned it and did other things. Don't cry victim to me. Impossible Say goodbye With no sympathy I'm in time 
Stop did do a solo album at one point. Uh, I remember hearing something about that, but I'm not familiar with anything off of that. Did you know that Scott Stapp recorded a song with a, a band called Seven Aurelius and the Tea Party for the Passion of the Christ a collection of songs? Uh, the album? Again, now that you mention it, I remember hearing something about that, but I've not heard it. But, with the uh, Tea Party. That's that's something, yeah, because the Tea Party outside of Canada doesn't really have much... Uh, much yeah, following, I don't think. Yeah, that's impressive. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the the Scott Stapp solo album was called The Great Divide, and it came out in 2005. It peaked on the Billboard 200 at number 19. But the song okay. The Great Divide did get a lot of airplay. I remember hearing it quite a bit. Uh, again, I'm not. I I recognize the title, but I can't. I can't hear it in my head. And Scott Stapp was ranked as the 68th greatest heavy metal vocalist of all time by Hit Parader in 2006. Hit Parader well, magazine. Sure. Well, 68. There's that's that's fairly far back on the list, really. When you think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's nice that he made the list. Congratulations. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so basically they were together, but not really. Um the bassist that had gone to rehab is back in the band. Everyone's back in the band. And like I said, they've announced that they're doing these cruises now. Um, as far as what could come after that, if there's going to be new music or a tour, that's up in the air. No idea. Well, touring, uh, from what I understand, touring is a lot less lucrative for bands now than it that was in the past. There's a lot so more, the only uh, way they're going to make their money. Which is true. Because, I mean, you know, you're not with streaming i don't think anybody's making any money off that from what i understand off recordings anymore nope from what i understand merch is the big is the yep. big one now and that's where you can sell it towards. merch yeah and merch is not cheap as <laughs> uh as you well know oh man man do i spend a lot i have way too many new kid shirts man you got a thousand bucks for the new kids shirts, probably <laughs> yeah and bon jovi shirts oh i have right. oh, i have everyone's shirt yes you have but, so many shirts that you uh, you gave me a Guns N' Roses shirt. Even you have so many. Yeah, that's right. I, that's and I still have like three Guns N' Roses shirts. So yeah, yeah, I still have mine from the last show too, and I think it was like sixty dollars or something. And that, that was, was five we, years we got ago. This, we got the same shirt, and it was so cool yes. because it actually had our city name on the front, like on the that's, on the Guns right. N' Roses logo. And that's yep. why I was like, we gotta have this. Me too. Yep. Yeah. I'm probably gonna buy one this time too. Yes. Yep. About this time of year, it was end of August, I think, August twenty seventh, I believe, two thousand. It was it was a beautiful evening, and they played. For it three was, hours. yeah, yeah, and the weather was really nice, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, yeah, and so I paid a ridiculous amount of money to go back. So good for me. <laughs> and you'll be doing it again. You, you should you should do a little video diary for us if we're not there. I'm certainly going to be taking a lot of pictures and stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's going to be with your and iPhone it's, it's, fourteen. With my iPhone 14. Well, and I'm going to get to get nice and close. I mean, mm -hmm. general admission, uh, and I can be, move around and the stage is going to be smaller. Mm -hmm. And uh, because uh, you have to admit at the, at the stadium, the stage was so huge that everybody was all spread out, you yeah. know, and this is going to be, you know, uh, the, 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 for lack of a better term, the Coliseum size stage, which is you get everybody in one, one little area. Yeah, I'm but excited. Great, I think it's, it's a great, great arena, though. I love our new arena. It's not new anymore, but it still feels new I when you go not. in there. 
Uh, it's new to me. Yeah. No, I, in my mind, I, I still think I'm going to Rexall or in my mind, I'm still <laughs> going to the Coliseum actually. Yeah. Well, like wrapping up here with Creed, um, here's what it says on Wikipedia about their legacy. Basically Creed was one of the most commercially successful rock bands of the late nineties and early two thousands. The first three studio albums, my own prison, human clay and weathered have all gone multi-platinum in the United States, selling 6 million, 11 million and 6 million copies respectively. Wow. And a Grammy Award for Best Rock Song for With Arms Wide Open in 2001. Creed is always seems to be negatively receiving critical like shit. People, the critics don't like them for the most part. Um, there are some that do. There's a one critic from a, something called Slate. Maybe it's a magazine. He said yes. that the, he tried to make the case that the band was seriously underrated. Um, then there's another critic from something called Mediaite said that most people hate Creed's combination of overwrought power balladry and Christian influenced testosterone. And then well, just, to fin- <laughs> just to finish, it just says, uh, billboard ranked them as the 18th best artists of the two thousands and Rolling Stone magazine voted Creed the worst band of the nineties. Worst of the nineties. No way. That's there's no fucking way. No, there's way worse not- bands that came out in the nineties. Yeah, the 90s had a lot of stinkers. And the worst band of the night, that is absolutely, see, that's that's being elitist. That's being, yep. ooh, we don't like them. I hate There's elitism no in journalism. I fucking hate it. There's a guy well, who wrote for the Edmonton Sun, for their entertainment columnist, Mike Ross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't stand that guy's writing. He is so <laughs> elitist. Uh, yeah. certain bands he'll worship and certain most bands he wouldn't even give the, even if he went to the show and watched it he would still give them a bad review no matter what whether it was good or not just because yeah that's like yeah and that's the sort of guy who will review the yoko ono album and say oh yoko Ono's awesome because it's yoko ono that's, like, why that's do you send stuff. why do you send a reviewer to go see something that they don't like to begin with sure. you should send somebody who's like either uh neutral yeah or maybe a fan, but sometimes a fan will embellish and blow things up that they were better than That's they right. were. But neutral, well, if you could find someone who's neutral, like this yeah, Mike Ross guy, I hate how he writes. He's so fucking rude. Ideally, a journalist should be should be neutral. And I mean, you can go to a show and even if you don't like it, you can say uh, the production was good and the, the musicianship was good and, the, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to go see Toby Keith but I would mm-hmm. absolutely go and review a Toby Keith show. And I wouldn't say it was shitty because I'm not a fan, you know, I'm going to look That's for the things that he does well. And I'm going to point yeah. them out just as much as I am what I don't like. Cause it's great for somebody. It should be balanced. Know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Right. Well, There's a reason and I'm why sure... they're filling these arenas. Well, that's right. It's, it's working for somebody, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, that's I'm I'm sure that that you take a, a, a fair amount of shit for that too because you're uh, a boy band fan. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And a lot of people write that off just as yeah. it is because well, how can that be any good? You oh know? yeah, if you're so. a boy band fan, you're totally used to the whole like people making fun. It's not like it was back when I was a kid with the making fun of. Mm-hmm. I think people more I, I, everything is more looked at with a with nostalgic tendencies now. For sure. Where, there's no there's no hate anymore really because if you're right. fucking if you're in your 40s and you're a guy and you're still hating on a boy band that all the girls What's wrong with you when you were in junior high or elementary 
get right. over yourself. Like what That's... the fuck is wrong? Exactly. What the fuck is wrong with you? You should be laughing about the good old days. You shouldn't of course. be like, and, and you know, like how you tease the girls cause you like them. Right. But you didn't actually hate the boy band. You had no reason to, you were fucking jealous. That's all yeah, it was. Of course. Of course. No. And uh, yeah. The, and the girls were, were all swanning over who was their favorite. Do you like Donnie or do you like Joe? And yeah, we made fun of it because we were, you know, teenage boys and that's what you do. But no, yeah. Mm -hmm. I look back on that period of time fondly. That was, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, exactly. That cool. That's just what you did as kids, but yeah. That's just what now. you did as a kid. Yeah. It's like for sure. Now I'm telling the guys that age, I'm like, if you're single, get on the fucking boat. <laughs> I bet. Hey. Get yeah. on the ship and meet lots of ladies. They're all revved up and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> let 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 Donnie act as as like when you go to ladies' night and they had the strippers at the start of the night. Let Donnie act as your stripper. And, uh, <laughs> he, and he he well, there is a bit of that that happens. Yes, I'm gonna say this... there's a there is a bit of <laughs> some some magical mic feelings that happen on, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> But all in all, it's, you know, it's just everyone having fun together. It's a, it's about the friendships that you make along the way. It's oh, well, of course. Of course. And, it, it was, I've, you know, with your pictures, a lot of the pictures from, that you've taken, I noticed that too, that there's a, there's some swooning. There's some definite swooning going on. <laughs> with with you and with you and your, 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 uh, Our girls? your, your girls there. Yeah, for sure. Oh. That's yeah. awesome. There's a video, there's a video from the last cruise of like, I think Jordan's dancing or something. And he's like, got his shirt, like go back around his head and you can hear me cloud his day. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> 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 Losing my fucking mind. But that's what we do. Yeah. And I'm Love your too. life. Love your life. Thank you so much, Colin. Do you have anything else you want to say about Creed before we wrap things up? Uh, what do I want to say about Creed that I think Creed takes a lot of shit that they shouldn't. And I think that Scott Stapp had wonderful hair mm, and, uh, one more, one more time. I just want to say, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh, well, I yeah. learned when, for researching this episode, things I didn't, I know, I know I'm a big Alter Bridge fan, but I've never actually seen like the band and like looked at them at the photos or anything but now yeah. i've seen what all the bands looks like and mark tremonti is an attractive man oh all right yeah and he's also a very talented guitar player all right well that's uh, i i had uh i didn't know what mark tremonti looked like either but now i <laughs> now i can tell my friends that he's handsome yeah you do that <laughs> okay well i well if he does he have is his hair as good as scott Stapp though i don't know scott's hair is pretty dreamy i this say. is what i'm saying he cut yeah. it. Scott cut his oh, he hair. Does? He's got he's got oh, a, wow. like, a fashionable short dude now. But he's got like the Chad Kruger now. No, no, maybe no? kind of. Yeah. yeah, I guess Chad's got that spiky dude now. I also remember too that uh, Scott Sapp had a bum chin. I don't know how I remember that, but he does have a bum chin. <laughs> bum chin. Yeah, it, but it's not as good as Travolta's bum chin. <laughs> well, is no anybody one's got a better a bum? bum chin than Travolta? Well, uh, Jesse Ventura does. Oh, the yeah. governor. The governor. Senator. Uh, geez, I don't know. Governor. He was I think. some politician. Something. Uh, yeah, and just insufferable to listen to. <laughs> okay, well, I have to poop, so I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hope everything, podcast? I'll put hope that everything comes out all right. 
Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.